This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Thanks for staying tuned. It's 7.49, Monday the 26th of February. Now, simply because of infractions like taking medical leave or using the restroom too frequently, some employees face deductions from their salaries. This controversial policy was allegedly enforced by a restaurant train, chain excuse me, and has, of course, sparked widespread criticism for contravening the Employment Act 1955. According to the widely circulated list, staff members of that restaurant are fined 100 ringgit per day for taking medical leave, 500 for frequent restroom use during busy periods. So do these strict measures undermine employee well-being and how can employers balance operational needs with the respect for employee rights while also ensuring fairness and ethical standards in the workplace? For some insights, we speak to Sunita Rufram, advocate and solicitor of her own firm, Sunita Rufram & Co. She is an employment lawyer. Good morning, Sunita. Now, Can you please help us understand how the salary reduction methods, including fines for minor offences such as taking medical leave, might actually potentially violate labour law? Good morning. Section 24 of the Employment Act 1955 clearly outlines the conditions under which salary deductions are permissible. So these include deductions for statutory contributions such as EPF, SOXO, recovery of advances of loans, deductions for accommodations provided by the employer, and other deductions agreed upon in writing by the employee. Any deduction not specified in the Act or without the employee's written consent is considered unlawful unless prior written permission is obtained from the Director General of Labour. Now, it is crucial that employers do not misuse the provision for salary deductions to penalize employees unjustly, such as in the case of genuine medical leave, imposing fines or deductions for taking genuine medical leave under the pretext of improving productivity or penalizing for perceived poor performance for taking medical leave. This is considered unlawful. Such practices could be viewed as victimization or unfair labor practice, and employers engaging in these practices can be subject to penalties. So Sunita, what are the legal consequences for an employer that does this? Okay, they can be fined uh, up to 50,000 ringgit. Uh, Sunita, just let me get this straight as well. Um, I mean, I was always under the impression that if I signed anything on my employment contract, uh, that, well, I suppose if it specifically says my salary is going to be deducted, if I take an MC or if I break cutlery or I I, I, I damage uh, food served, uh, is that that, uh, binding on me even if I signed it on an employment contract? No, no, because that is considered unlawful. So when a specific provision is provided under the Employment Act, right, you cannot contract outside the Contract Act. So if you, you can say whatever you want in the contract, but if it's unlawful, it's, it's, it's unlawful as provided under the Employment Act, you, cannot, you are not bound by the particular contract. Okay, which then begs the question, what happens if I'm, I am an employer and I do identify... Uh, malingering behavior in an employee, he, you know, let's say not very productive, cons- does really take a lot of MC, does take a lot of frequent toilet breaks. What are the legal, legal permissible actions I can take in accordance with labor law and regulations? Okay, malingering on itself is a misconduct in employment. In simple terms, it means feigning sickness to avoid duty. Now, I have uh, personally won a case at the industrial court in Penang when an employee was dismissed for malingering. 
She had produced a valid medical leave, but was seen carrying shopping bags by her colleagues on the same day. Now, employers should have cogent evidence and issue a show cause letter asking the employee to explain herself. Now, if her explanation is unjustifiable, or the employee or the employee <clears throat> or the employee can hold a domestic inquiry to call witnesses to prove its allegations and subsequently dismiss the employee if the panel finds that the allegations or charges are proven. So reporting to work is a fundamental duty of any employee and malingering is a serious misconduct as it involves deception because you obtained a medical leave, deceiving the doctor into believing that you're not well, when in actual fact, you're abusing the medical leave for a personal benefit. Now, in other words, you want to be paid salary without doing any work under the pretext that you are unwell. So addressing malingering effectively involves fostering a workplace culture that values honesty, integrity and mutual respect. But Sunita, do you as an employer have the right to dismiss the person automatically or do you need to go through a process when, when let's say, there are valid reasons for termination? No, there should be a fair process or procedure followed. You can't automatically, just because someone has committed misconduct or alleged to have committed a misconduct, you can't outrightly dismiss the person. This is what we call summary dismissal. Unless the person has committed an act of misconduct, which is caught on a uh, a CCTV, like stealing a, a, a company goods and all that. But other than that, you have to follow a procedure, which is what we call issuance, the show cost letter. You conduct a domestic inquiry and after that you can decide whether the misconduct has been proven or not. Sunita, I'm also curious because every company that you join would have a company handbook, a, a code of conduct, so to speak. And and this is usually the result of consultation with the employees. Uh, what should be included in this? So like, you know, if, if, if things like uh, what was stated here in, in terms of taking MCs and all that, uh, if it's already been agreed by uh, a consensus, would that be all right? Now, if uh, in all normally common industry practice, right, in HR, human resource management, there normally will be a company policy or handbook. Now, what happens is that these policy provisions in the employee handbook must be must be adhering to the provisions of the Employment Act. Now, in normal handbook or any company handbook, they will, they will say that there is a process in you taking medical leave. So you are actually bound by the provisions in the employee handbook. So you have to follow the procedure. You have to call up your line manager and say, oh, look, I'm actually not well. Uh, then the line manager will tell you, okay, can you please produce the medical leave? So under those circumstances, you are bound by the employee handbook. But you can't always, I will say this, you can't contract outside the Employment Act. Right. Mm. And, okay, on the flip side, if I'm an employee and I know that my employer is implementing unlawful deductions and engaging in other unfair labour practices, what action can I take? Actually, I'm not sure whether you are aware, the government launched Working for Workers app in 2021 for all employees in Malaysia, either local or foreign, to have access to grievance mechanisms that allow them to voice concerns without fear of punishment or retribution. Now, there are 17 categories of complaint, right? However, the reviews on the internet of the app has not been great. There are no detailed statistics presented, to my knowledge, to assess the effectiveness of these platforms. Now, the website site that was created for Working for Workers app also has no data or statistics that gives an indication of its effectiveness. Hence, it appears to me that a formal complaint with the Labour Department in writing appears to be a better option. 
So if an if say an employee uh, posts all these uh, alleged um, uh, wrongdoings by their employer on say social media, does the employer have uh, the right to take legal action against the employee for I suppose maligning them? Rightfully, yes, it, it is tantamount to a uh, damage to their reputation. But it also, but it, you have to look at the context, right? If you have, if the employer themselves have committed an unlawful act and the employees did not know, in, in circumstances, for example, foreign employees, some of them have got language problems, correct? Mm -hmm. So it, you have a lot of foreign employers, employees from, you know, Bangladesh, Pakistan, uh, India, lots of them, they, maybe they do not speak the, the English or Bahasa. So they may have considered, they've spoken to somebody, they've, they've got someone to publish it, right? So, but if you have committed unlawful act on your own, how, 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 what options do they have? They would have at least published it so that people can come to their rescue. So, so I, I think in this context, you can't defame the employee, you can't uh, punish the employee or take an action against them when you yourself are not coming to court with clean hands. Okay, Sunita, in the minute that we have left, you mentioned that you still have to write a formal letter to the Labour Department. Yes, what happens right. after that then? So what happens is the Labour Department will issue a letter to the employer asking them to appear in court to answer to the queries that the Labour Department will have against the employer. So the employer has the burden to come and prove that they have not committed an unlawful act. Okay, um, thank you very much for your time. That was Sunita Rufram, advocate and solicitor at Sunita Rufram & Co. Basically, you, you should know your rights as an employee. And I mean, and also, in a way, know what is permissible in terms of deductions. Mm. Just because something is written in the Code of Conduct, whether you've signed, if it's not permissible in the first place, it shouldn't, it can't be enforced. Yeah, and uh, this is this is a good point to note as well. Sunita mentioned about the Working for Workers uh, initiative by the Ministry of Human Resources. It's a digital channel for all employees in Malaysia, both local and foreign, to have access to grievance mechanisms that allow them to voice concerns without fear of punishment or retribution. It's an app. Go check it out. Uh, I think it's quite useful. I haven't had time to download it yet. But she said, unfortunately, doesn't seem to have much data <laughs> as to how many people have successfully really used this. Uh, but up next, we've of course got the 8am news bulletin and that's going to be followed by the Breakfast Grill, where the topic of discussion is Bumi Putra Economic Empowerment with Amit Yazid Ofman, Senior Fellow, Majlis Tindakan Economy Melayu and Dr. Lee Hokwan, Senior Fellow at Yusuf Isha Institute. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.